Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ramble On. My name is Marcus Speller. That guy under there is Luke Moore. Under there? Mm. Oh, yeah. You sound like I'm under the table. I'm not. I'm just sat next to you. How are you doing, everyone? And that guy... Behind there, is Jim <laughs> yeah, I'm lurking. Come out, Jim. I'm not. I'm not afraid to admit it, though. <laughs> Jim, what are you lurking from particularly? I am currently behind a partition. Two day hangover today, or you feel better today? Uh, yeah, I feel all right. I feel all right. Good. Yeah, Jim mm. was a bit worse for wear yesterday. Mm. Why is that? Jim? I tried to have it all, Marcus. <laughs> yeah. Didn't we almost have it all? That's what he's singing to himself <laughs> in the mirror. What, what, what all do you speak of? Well, you know, I don't. Getting pissed and then not being hungover. That's what I wanted. Oh. But it wasn't what happened. Really, in the grand scheme of things. I should that... have seen it coming, yes, No, but in the grand... No, 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 no. I was going to say, in the grand scheme of things, it's not really that much to ask for, is it? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? To go and go out, have a, have a, have a good old knees up. I know you like a knees up. Mm. And, uh, and then not feel bad about it, physically bad about it. And sometimes day. it happens. Sometimes know, you I, get away with one, don't you? I know yeah. what Jim's thinking. Mm. Strong Britain, great <laughs> nation. Please don't do that. That's what he's singing Please himself. Do That's what he was singing when he was boozing the other mm. night. I got quite into it, actually. <laughs> yeah. Got did quite you, um, populist. I think at some point, did you... I'm a very populist drunk. Is it, was it a good booze up? Because at one point you knew that it was going to be good because the barman poured you a drink down that end of the bar and then yeah. slid the drink all the way down to where you were and it went into your hand. Oh. Yeah. Have exactly you ever had that? Happened. Have you ever done that? I don't believe so. I don't think anybody has. It really. was on Taskmaster. They were on the Taskmaster. Yeah. Oh, is that right? And see how much of the drink they could keep in the drink by the end. And how did they get on? Can't remember. Yeah. You don't, you, I'm just thinking wet glasses for some reason, which is a disaster. You don't want no. that. People no. dropping glasses everywhere if they're wet. Yes, yeah. exactly, yeah. And you're going you're gonna to be spilling it all over the bar. Mm. Just keep that in your daydreams, that. Yeah, absolutely. Strong Britain, great nation. Yeah, Jim's talking about wetness and spilling and dreams. We must move on. Strong Jim, great nation. <laughs> Strong Jim, great Campbell. Gentlemen, I would like to put this scenario to us. Um, Gareth Southgate has just thought, nah, don't fancy the Euros anymore. I'm bored with it all. And and he's and he's and he's left his post. Right. Steve Holland has gone with him. We have been asked as a committee to take over the England team for the second round game at the Euros. What are we doing differently? What are we doing? Yeah, so what what we would change, what we think's been could be better, yeah. and how we would approach it. Mm-hmm. Uh why am I going first? Jim, you wanna go first? Well, I I yeah, I will actually. And I would say that in this scenario, I just want to reassure everyone that should this happen, we will keep doing podcasts. Like, England will... The lads well, will just have to wait. Because the players won't respect us. <laughs> yeah. And it'll yeah, be yeah, the yeah. shortest tenure ever. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's true, actually. People, yeah, let's let's redraw it. So anyway, ultimately, what I'm asking is, what should England do differently? What should they keep doing? How should they prepare for this second round game, which, um, at the time of recording, we don't know who the opponent is going to be, but any of the opponents are formidable. And even if um, it was Hungary, well, Hungary would have got there by drawing against France and beating Germany. Yeah. So they're, they're very much on, on merit. But it's... But you want Hungary because you want them to not be able to lift themselves again after such a big effort. The thing is, though, mm. at the time, while people are hearing this, they know who England have in, in the second round. So it's a big old match, no matter what. It's knockout football. Yeah. It's tournament uh, football. It's, well, it's tournament football. As yeah. people keep saying. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, so I'll start by saying mm. that I... Um, would probably now start to, and you know, for all I know, mm. Southgate and Holland, who are very much still in the role at the time of recording, <laughs> but they may even do this themselves. But what I would like them to do is I'd mm. like them to stick with that 4 2 3 1, and I'd like them to say, right, fullbacks, off you go and express yourself. Get up there. Because mm. I think the fullback position is a fascinating area, mm-hmm. particularly in a knockout game in a tournament, because you've got 
you haven't got any other time to put it right. And I, I do think a lot of fullback um, function comes down to um, getting on the front foot early and getting implanting into the idea into the opposition's head that, right, you're actually going to spend a lot of your time following me today. I ain't going to be following you. Mm. And you set your stall out early. So, for example, in the England game against Czech Republic on, um, on Tuesday night, it's no coincidence that Saka played because they knew that that guy who played for Slavia Prague and got terrorised by Saka in the Europa League was also going to be playing. Mm -hmm. Psychologically, the fullback position is really important. Mm -hmm. So I would say to the fullbacks, up we go. Let's get up there. Um, it's obviously more difficult if you're playing against, you know, that guy who smashes it for Germany, Gosens, uh -huh. and mm -hmm. um, Joshua Kimmich on the other side, who I know hasn't really been a fullback of late, but yeah, he's but, playing you know. for them. They're good players. So if you're playing Germany... They're good players. Harder, easier said than done. But do you understand what I mean? The fullback mm. psychology should be to get right up it as soon as you can. Well, it was against Croatia, though. It was actually to stay. It was to very much... Uh, Michael Cox wrote a brilliant piece, as he It does. was that, absolutely. And, and it was to stay. And actually, it was to inv almost try and... Inv I mean, one could argue that that was to provide defensive solidity. Mings, obviously, in there. Of course it was. I, I made the point on Twitter about uh, Trippier's there to help Mings. And then Mings came out, didn't he, and said, oh, I loved having Trippier there. He was really, really helpful. I thought, oh, thank there you, Tyrone. You <laughs> um, uh, um, if you could uh, quote my tweet, uh, could, that would uh, be very tell, helpful. Tell every person on Twitter who's criticised <laughs> me individually, that would be very much yeah. appreciated. Um, and, uh, and I will say this on a, on a, on a, a Ramble Euro show, of course. Um, uh, but that's what they did. And they and 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 what that meant is that it sort of invited the Croatian wingers up a bit more, which was to try and create a bit of space behind them. I suppose that's what what what, what um, Michael was saying, or certainly words to that effect. I don't want to put words in his mouth because he knows more right, about. Get that. him on if you love him so much. Uh, but and here he is. Yeah, he, um, won't, he, won't, he won't do it. No. Um, but so with the full, I don't know what you mean, but I think that England they'll be playing a strong opponent. And there is an argument to have Trippier again in there because of his defensive capabilities. He can also get forward. We know this. But who would you pick then? You're in charge. Who are you picking as fullbacks? Who are you? So I know. I know we don't. I'd have Carl Walker on the right. Okay. Uh, that one is is secure for me. Uh, it's it's a toss up between Shaw and Trippier. Um, so it de it depends on it, the opponent. Is that also slightly dependent on whether it's Mings or Maguire? Possibly. I think Maguire is more likely to have Shaw. I mean, they obviously know each other. At it club will level. be Maguire now, and therefore mm. it will be Shaw. Is my opinion. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I'm I'm but I'm also happy with that. Um, the, the set piece delivery against Czech Republic was poor. And Trippy would provide a bit more of that. And have, you got, have you got any set piece instructions for the team? Yeah, uh, do a bit better. Beat I've, the first man. I've got one word. Go on. See if you can guess what it is. Love train. Shoot. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Paul Lint. Mixer. Mixer. <laughs> you got to stick it in the mixer, Jim, haven't you? you? I yeah. mean, but Southgate did say that about the set pieces. They need to get a bit better. He did, yeah. He said they've got to nail that. Mm -hmm. uh, he's been talking a lot about how actually wanting to play champagne football and stuff. So perhaps we are going to, you know. Did he say those words? He, no, he used the term champagne football, yeah. No, no, what happened was um, the interview on the radio said a lot of the fans want Inga to start playing a lot more champagne football. And Southgate said, I he want that as well. Back, yeah. I want that as well, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think though, in 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 this game, whoever it's going to be, smell. yeah, uh, they, they are going to. He is going to stick to his conservatism, isn't he? And it's, it would probably be insane well, not to. Well, it'll only be champagne football if the football we're playing is from a very particular part of France. Yes, yeah. of course. Uh, everything else it would be just be sparkling mm, wine uh -huh. football. So no, that, right. is that what he's saying? I want France. <laughs> I want. Fr I want to beat them. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jim, bring it on, Jim. Who would you then play in the midfield? Because Rice and Phillips have been. Uh, mainstays, of course, in this they tournament. Have. Uh, Mason Mount is, of course, isolating, and his inclusion 
unfortunately, because that situation would be a little bit of a gamble, you, you, you could argue. But it is more those two positions, Rice and Phillips, I'm more interested in because Henderson did get 45. And if Henderson's fully fit, you would think he would go in there. Yeah, that's what I've been, I've been wondering about. But I don't think Henderson can really be like match sharp. There's a difference between being fit and being match fit, right? And he's not played, is it February, his last full yeah. match that he completed? Uh-huh. So I would stick with Phillips and Rice personally. I would maybe give Rice option to join in on the raids a bit more. Phillips and Rice, though, I know what you mean. Um, they're going to be playing an opponent, a very, very formidable opponent. Henderson has played a lot for England and he's played a lot in the latter stage of the Champions League for Liverpool. He knows what it's like to come against the world's best. Mm. Rice and Phillips, you would argue, wouldn't, Luke. Do you go for a bit of a, a, a potential lacking of match sharpness, but experience as well with Henderson? or do you? Do you Whenever you say you Rice and Phillips, I keep hearing Wilson Phillips uh-huh. and wanted to sing, hold on for one more day. Yeah. Um, but if Henderson comes in there, it disrupts that. And for yeah. me, that's a negative. Mm. At one ramble on, you've got to get the guitar and bust out a few Nelly numbers, haven't you? Not after what you, how you disrespected me last time. Andy Brassel disrespected <laughs> you. I'll Actually, take... Andy Brassel just told us and then Pete and I sung Ride With I'll, Me. All I'll say to the listeners is I've it... spoken to you all individually about it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what I was going to say was, to answer your question seriously, Henderson at his best, he becomes a bit of a quarterback. I don't know if you guys remember, but on our WhatsApp chat um, at half time between the Czech Republic and England, I said, here comes Henderson to give us a bit of rhythm. Mm-hmm. At his best, he gives us rhythm. He gives, he gives Liverpool rhythm. Mm-hmm. But when he's not up to it and he's not fully at it, the way he plays and the position he plays, it's very easy for football fans who don't maybe don't know as much about football to think, oh, what's he actually here for? But then he mm. was very criticised against Croatia in that semi-final three years ago, just sort of hitting aimless sort of long balls. They're all passes. knackered. They were knackered and it's, hard to, it's harsh to criticise him. But in that role, I wonder if that quarterback role, as you describe it, is... He gives a lot of tempo and a lot of energy, there's no doubt. But if you're lacking match sharpness, maybe that energy's not there. Who do you bring him in for then? If, if Henderson well, well, does go in, is it for yeah, Rice it, or Phillips? It would be Phillips. Or all three of them? It would be Phillips. Well, it was right. Rice like, the other night. It, yeah, as in, no, but to start. I think, I think right. Rice is a starter. Southgate so, likes him. He's, he's played a lot there. So do you think then, the reason he brought him in at half-time is because one, he knows he's not fully fit yet, match fit. And two, because he thinks, actually, if we can get him up to a level and we need to maintain our control we've mm. used that word a lot talking about England I think it's a big buzzword for them this tournament we can bring Henderson and give ourselves more control over the game mm. yeah possibly I think with, with Henderson he's not as dynamic as Rice or Phillips no but he has well I don't know actually some of his performances for Liverpool would suggest he was I mean again but the trouble is he hasn't played for Liverpool since February uh, and but, Liverpool but, are much better yeah, yeah. they are um, they've got a lot better players that's, that's fairly obvious uh, but with Henderson his leadership qualities uh, what he demands um, I think with Henderson, a fit Henderson, a match-up Henderson against Scotland, would have he would have shown his worth a bit more. So I don't know. But then, of course, I mean, it's unlikely that Jude Bellingham would start. But but it's not about, you know, we're saying what we would do. Bellingham is obviously a quality player, Jim. Mm. Um, he hasn't started that much. It would be a bold thing to start him in that. In would that you keep Kane in there, Jim? Yeah, would you, Jim? <laughs> would you? I would keep Kane in there, but I am... He's a Spurs a player at the time of recording, Jim. Wh- <laughs> I'm a bit concerned by his form. I think everyone is. I think, I wonder if, um, I know it seems an obvious thing to say, but perhaps the the instruction about him perhaps not dropping so deep. Mm. Just, yeah, just, just having a bit of faith like in the midfielders to get it up to him. Just take mm. put less, less of a burden on him. He's having to do so much himself. And 
we're losing a lot of what makes him so good in the box, that sharpness and that ability to, to make a half chance feel like a, a whole chance. Yeah. Uh, or even a goal. Um, I wish he scored that chance against Czech Republic. Yeah. It was a good save. Yeah. You, you want him to get off the mark. He looks like there's something going on, doesn't there? I know it's very easy to project stuff about, you know, what might be going on with him because he's he's looking like he's a, being ahead of a big, big move, which would be very a real emotional wrench for Kane as well. Let's not forget. Um but I, something doesn't. Something needs to change for us to get the best out of him. Mm-hmm. And I think if you play Grealish in a hole, you don't want Kane coming back as well. No, do you, Marcus? No, no you don't. But I mean, but it does take away a, a, a very good part of Kane's. His game. link-up play against Czech Republic was a lot better. Mm-hmm. And also, Antoine Griezmann has been doing exactly the same thing for France to great effect. So it's you know, it's not like it's a completely redundant idea. But, but Griezmann plays behind the striker, whereas mm-hmm. Kane is the striker. Yeah, I suppose that's the difference there. Uh, you know, different positions. But I think, yeah, I, I would start Kane, mm-hmm. personally. Yeah. As controversial <laughs> you, as that is. Sorry to be controversial, guys. Would you like to see England you know? get a little bit more punchy ahead of the uh, ahead of the actual game in the press? Well, I did, as in to say, oh, we're at Wembley, we're going to turn these suckers over. I've never heard an England player say, yeah, we're going to win this game. Yeah, doesn't matter who it is, we'll face mm-hmm. anyone. Fuck them. And you talked a lot about how like other teams' players... Uh-huh. Like, I don't know, we didn't mention it on the main show, but there was a player for the Czech Republic who said, actually it might have even been the manager, mm. who said, oh, since England have beat us 5-0, we've gone one way, they've gone the other way, and now we've met in the middle kind of thing. Basically saying that the base, we're as good as each other. And well, you would never hear Southgate saying that. Mm. No, but Southgate sort of implies that, you know, he's implying when he says, you know, it's tournament football, we want to pace the players, blah, blah, blah. He's implying that we'll get through this group. Yeah. Massively implied. All right, Southgate doesn't say anything controversial, but he comes out for the game wearing a waistcoat, mm. but it's a Legion of Doom waistcoat. Mm. Is he wearing anything else or is it just the waistcoat? <laughs> Pants. <laughs> like a pair of really bright white cotton briefs uh-huh. and then socks and trainers and the Legion of Doom waistcoat. Well, and presumably Steve Holland's got the same garb because if they want to be the Legion of Doom. They're wearing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So he's more hawk, whereas Southgate's animal. I mean, there are younger listeners to this going, what are you doing? Is it a waistcoat, the, the shoulder thing? It's more a shoulder pad thing, is it? But actually, what a lot of our listeners love wrestling, mate. Was it, like a, was it like a kind of gridiron stuff? thing it was a bit yeah but with spikes on it yeah I'd fancy yeah. them to come out as the rockers yeah green leggings and mullets. no tops and mullets yeah <laughs> and tassels around their biceps to make them look bigger <laughs> Eve Declan Rice yeah. for example yes, wore yes. tassels around his biceps to make him bigger mm. as far as I know there's no actual law against that because people players wear tape on themselves all the time mm. bright pink and green mm. tape each side of the bicep could give us the edge it could give us the edge or it could I don't know would that inhibit blood flow because if you're sort of trying to pump it to the muscles particularly the biceps. Then Wrestlers do it and they're very healthy. Mm. Yeah, but they're not running around. Re- yeah, all right. <laughs> I, I mean, was about to answer that seriously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we see England fans paint their faces yeah. in the flag all the time. Imagine that. They the came players up. do it. Yeah, there was a player that did wasn't it? Like a centre back in Argentina he used to paint his face. Did he? Yeah. But um, then if it, you would get, it would just sort of... How do you feel about the guy in the crowd? You'd sweat and it would just get in your yeah, eyes. Yeah, would be fine. Right. How do you feel about the guy in the crowd with his belly out? They're normally Newcastle United fans. Do you think that undermines it or not? <laughs> I don't think that makes a damn difference. Yeah, I don't know what they're setting out to achieve, uh-huh. but I hope that they manage it and it makes them happy. I mean, it's, it is different to some of the other fans we see when it pans around the Danish crowd. Or even... The Italian it, crowd. The Italian crowd. Or actually, the Hungarians are interesting because you've got, you've got a lot of topless men yeah. there and some of them do look similar to the England fans and then there's some of them where you go, they are absolutely stacked. Yeah. Mm. 
I don't know. I don't know what they're chanting, but I'm quite scared. I don't know what their politics this, are. Yeah, uh, I don't um, know what, unsavory. I don't know what is I what know. I would sort of say uh, to that. But you, speaking of the Italians, have you seen how good Mancini looks? For fifty-four. I mean that mm. touch when he little flick oh, and Viali laughing. Also, he's got that little grey streak at the front of his hair, but it looks like a blonde highlight. Yeah, mm. yeah, he looks amazing. A well put together man. Fifty-four. Yeah. He's in better shape than all of us. He is. He's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. There's somebody I know met him once at, uh, it was like a sort of a charity. It was actually a comic relief thing. If you remember, he did that sketch with um, yeah. uh, Miranda Hart. And she it was, was, when he was at City, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And she was going, Mancini! And all this sort of stuff. And it was, it was amusing. And uh, uh, a friend of mine was there and just said, when Mancini walked in the room, it was like some sort of, CEO of like some enormous company. Do you know what I mean? Like a, yeah. you know, when someone walks in the room, got a presence, presence, yeah. power, pace, panache. Power. He's looking at me, Mark. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? It was like, and and when he did the interview with his blazer over his shoulder, yes, oh, nice. it's kind of like he knows yeah. what he's doing. He is a man who commands respect. Jim, you slagged him off earlier this week, saying that he was such a dickhead they didn't get any skill, uh, Italian squads. Yeah, well, that was. I mean, it's not really slagging him off, is it? It's that he. I thought it was he, just because he, Italy had so many good strikers. No, because he fell out with Saki, didn't he? And he also, there was a, another reason, I forget exactly the details of it, but one of the tournaments, he, a couple of tournaments he basically didn't make it to because of his own behaviour, which he obviously now regrets and is trying to put right, which is great and is, is really upstanding, but it's a shame, isn't it, that a player of, of his talent mm-hmm. missed out for utterly avoidable reasons. Do you remember he played like five games for Leicester? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I feel like he might have scored an amazing goal in that game, in that, yeah. in that spell. He was a quality player, Mancini. Mm. Absolute class act, man. Like, really, really mm. classy to watch. I vaguely remember him. I know his best years were behind him, kind of. I, I, I mean, he played, obviously, a lot for Sampdoria, and he went to Leicester for alone for a little bit. And he was, however old he was then, mm-hmm. 36, 37. But, I mean, he's just absolutely, he's like a proper Rolls Royce of a player, yeah. wasn't he? Mm. Great stuff. No, I mean, and won the league with Sampdoria, their only ever Serie A title win. And it was with Viali and Lombardo in the side. And the fact that they're all on the bench. Yeah. When nice I say on the benches, if they all come on, as in they're all, uh, you know, in the, in, the, in, the, in the dugout, perhaps would be a better way of putting it. In those sunken Italian dugouts. The suits yeah. look fantastic on them, don't yeah. they? If England did that, it would just look so shit. It would look really it would arrogant. Look like, it would look like the um, the famous Liverpool Cup final yeah. white suits, <laughs> yeah. wouldn't it? It would look like what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, but but, but you know, Italians they have that way about them. There's a reason why that they have the, the reputation in the world with regards yeah. to fashion and yeah. good looks and good. Which is hair. why our players should paint their faces. It's a yeah. similarly cultural. That's true. Know, That's thing. true. Yeah, maybe Jim. Maybe. Um, no, I like it. I absolutely. I was I was trying to think. I, I did this on the, the main round. Like, what would be the equivalent of that for England? If it was Morris, know, Morris dancing. Mm. I thought you meant Jody Morris. <laughs> he can dance, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I'd have him doing it. I reckon so. No, but with Mancini, Viali, Labada, they all played in the same team, and uh, and it was obviously a successful side. Because I immediately started thinking, oh, what if it was like Shearer and Sutton and I don't yeah. know, oh, so Stuart Ripley. God. Yeah, it's like, but but then, but none of them other than Alan Shearer for ten minutes have been a manager. Whereas Mancini's been a successful manager, mm. or at least has been a manager. And I, the, the only one I could think of. And the guy who's got ambitions to be, um, well, he was already managing Frank Lampard. And I was like, it's Lamps, Terry, and Cole. Well, I mean, I'll, to be honest, yeah. as controversial as this is, I would much prefer that to fucking Shearer, Sutton. <laughs> and I mean, I'm sure Stuart Ripley's fine. I know Lasso, nothing about or would you him. be having a bit of Sherwood? Lasso's a nice fella. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, Tactics, going, Tim Sherwood. If you turned up to a hotel, 
Right, and let's say it was Sherwood, Shearer, yeah. and Sutton. Sutton tickling the ivory. Stop it. You turn up to a hotel, it'll be like being at some kind of fucking dot matrix printer conference. It'd be so fucking boring. You'd want to eat your own head. Could know. you imagine if after all this, after all the progress of the mm. baffling, you know, post Allardyce era that has become so surprisingly good and progressive, they replaced Gareth Southgate with Tim Sherwood? Like, <laughs> No, I can't. Could it's there not, be a worse? He, but he he would. It's not going to happen. He sincerely thinks that he should have a chance of being yeah, a yeah, yeah. job. Doesn't I, he? No, I don't. He does. He no, don't defend him. No, I'm not <laughs> defending him. I just I just think that that's. I don't think he's that mad. Why are you going out of your way to be kind to Tim Sherwood? I'm not being kind. I just I just disagree with you on that point. Um, speaking of early '90s uh, Italian football, I told you my father-in-law was the chef for the Italian squad mm, in World Cup '94. Yeah. He said it was like a really easy job because all they wanted was um, loads of salads and pasta tossing olive oil, basically. Mm. Yeah, lovely old job. Lovely old job, nice. right? And he said he also said to me, "I think right. it would be it would be a tricky task because you've got to get it right. Do they want it al dente or not? You know, but but it, with that remit, obviously you can do that sort of simple dish. You can do it well or do it badly. I'd be more worried about being the Argentina or the Uruguay chef because if you don't get that meat spot mm, on, yeah. But I mean, on the other hand, he is an executive chef at like a big place. Yeah, so but there's still what he's doing. Yeah, but there's still a bit of pressure. I mean, Harry Kane's a top class striker, but he's still coming under pressure. He's not making pasta, though, is he? Ah, oh, you don't know. Well, yeah. this is it. He's been dropping deep into the kitchen, making food for everyone. <laughs> he's just dropping deep everywhere. Uh, yeah. He's doing too much. He's dropping into the deep fat fryer. He's, he's been dropping the food. Yeah. Trying to drop deep into Man City. Yeah. Um, th- as a thank you for um, all the stuff he did, my father-in-law, they gave him a load of signed memorabilia from World Cup '94, and he doesn't know where any of it is. <laughs> oh no. Because he was like, oh, yeah, I wasn't really into soccer. That is yeah. particularly gutting. Yeah, I, was like, I, I said to him, you sure it's not in the some bloke, go, bloke called Bag, Baggio no, he, he, he got was, his shirt. I think I'm pretty sure he had shirts from like signed by like Baggio, Baracy. Oh, my them. goodness. Yeah. Wow. All of them. Go oh, on, Get over there when you can, when the restrictions are down, yeah. and find that stuff. You don't think I haven't tried to do that already? Well, you haven't been <laughs> successful, yeah. I know that. I think he, I, I genuinely think, because he's a really lovely fellow, I genuinely think he might have just given it all away. Yeah. There's a tre- for search the neighbours' houses. There's a treasure trove there. <laughs> and if you learn one thing on this Patreon episode, it's to do not be charitable, give anything away. Exactly. Pay. Mm. If you want something, Jim, take it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, pay the iron price. <laughs> so there we are, everybody. Uh, England should sit up in a, in a WM formation in yeah. the second round. We didn't cover any of the questions we were supposed to cover, but who cares? Exactly. Our listeners don't care. They love us for who we are. You'd yeah. hope so. All our flaws. Mm. Warts and all. Warts and all. Yeah. Italian memorabilia or no Italian memorabilia. Right. Exactly. We're all in it together, patron people. He also, he also, had, a, um, he also had a signed ball mm. of, uh, by Diana Ross. <laughs> for the penalty she missed I bet he did get <laughs> <laughs> that one didn't he yeah, yeah he also had um, a signed um, knee ligament for Franco Baresi is that right yeah yeah. and a signed dollar <laughs> bill from Sepp <laughs> see he wasn't in charge then was he was it, it, it was knocking about though wasn't he Avalanche. Avalanche Avalanche is dead now isn't he yeah he is he passed away yeah taken so young <laughs> like in, the, in his prime at the mere age of um, exactly a hundred really yeah did it, didn't he? Wow. Yeah. Ooh, there we are. Yeah. Right. It's all swans, blood and monkey embryos when you're in, in FIFA, mate. Thanks, Luke. No worries. Thanks, Jim. Cheers. Thanks. FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> this was a Stack Production and part of the Acast Creator Network.